Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 13th day of December. I'm Paul. Thanks for coming back as we continue the journey in Luke chapter 5. We've been on in the Gospel of Luke for a, a couple of months now, a little over two months, taking our time journeying through what is the third gospel chronologically in the way they're laid out in the New Testament. It's potentially the third gospel written, so Matthew and Luke were written close to the same time. We don't know exactly which was first. They seem to be written after the Gospel of Mark. Uh, we're working through it in an exegetical fashion, going verse by verse, and we spend a little more time in some passages than other passages. We find ourselves today in the middle of the, the story of Jesus forgiving and healing, and I'm parsing those two things there. Forgiving and healing a paralytic man. I parse the difference because this is an unusual moment for Jesus. He deals with the man's paralysis, but he doesn't do it first. He first deals with the man's forgiveness, and we don't know what the man has done. We don't know if his sin has resulted in his paralysis. But what we do know based upon what's there and what's not there is We don't hear him ask for forgiveness. We don't see him make a confession of sins. And interestingly, we don't even see him make a profession of faith. Jesus doesn't honor the man for his faith. He honors the men, plural, in verse 18, who brought the man in on his paralytic bed. Well, what does that mean? Well, I don't, I'm not going to try and establish some theology or doctrine out of it other than to say the power to forgive sins is in the hands of Jesus. And he doesn't seem to wait on our stuff. So there's no blood. There's no confession. I don't even see the man putting forth the kind of faith we would, we would hope to see. So it seems more contingent on the, the faith of his, his friends. Well, this bothers the scribes and Pharisees, we, we finished yesterday by them saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Then we get to Jesus' response. Verse 22, when Jesus perceived their thoughts, which really means this isn't something they're saying out loud. It's Jesus perceiving they don't like it. You can read these kind of things a lot of times by body language, but Jesus following the voice of the Spirit knows that they're questioning what he's done. And he says to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? Now, before we get into the rest of Jesus' conversation, let's deal with his question. The why are you reasoning in your hearts? Well, that's that's up to them to answer. That's kind of Jesus' way of saying, look, I know what you're thinking. But the other question is something that we need to wrestle with. What's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven you or to say rise up and walk? Okay, so I ask you, what's easy? If you encountered someone who was sick today, is it easier to say to them, hey, you're forgiven of your sins or to say to them, rise, take up your bed and walk? Well, they're both easy to say. They're both easy to get to come out of your mouth. But what is the easiest to make happen? Well, let's be honest. Forgiveness of sins because you don't have anything tangible to see. You're just saying to someone, you're forgiven of your sins. But if you say to someone, rise, take up your bed and walk, and they 
try it, then the power of what you're saying is about to be very evident. So it's an interesting question by Jesus. It'll be easy. It's easy for me to say, your sins are forgiven. You guys disagree that I have the power to forgive sins. But who's going to prove me wrong? Because anyone could say your sins are forgiven. Now, it's a risky proposition if you believe in a God who's paying attention. Because if you believe in a God who's paying attention, you don't want to just willy-nilly throw out forgiveness of sins. So Jesus says in verse 24, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. So notice Jesus does not say, I'm going to prove to you that I have the power to heal. He says, I'm going to prove to you that I have the power to forgive sins. So I say to this man, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Because now it's time to put your money where your mouth is. If Jesus is a blasphemer, and by saying, man, your sins are forgiven you, he has just blasphemed God, surely God does not reward blasphemy by healing this man when Jesus orders him to take up his bed. And that's Jesus' argument. So he says, so that you may know I have power to forgive sins, I'm going to say to this man, rise, take up your bed and walk. Because if I don't have the power to forgive sins, God's not going to honor this, the next word I'm about to speak by seeing this man healed. And of course, verse 25, immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, We have seen strange things today. What was so strange about what they saw is not a healing. But I think what was so strange about what they saw is everything we just described that goes against some of our fundamental understandings of forgiveness. No blood was shed. No confession was made. We don't know what sin had been committed. We don't know if the sin resulted in the paralysis. We didn't see a profession of faith on the part of the man who actually was forgiven. We watch Jesus forgive sins simply by speaking it. And then when confronted with the thoughts of religious-minded people as to whether he should or could do so, he then doubles down, says to show you that my forgiving power is real and valid and godly and sanctioned now will bring healing. And there's also, and this could be part of the strange thing, there's also this idea that perhaps this man was paralyzed, was sick because of what he held on to in his sin, because of his condemnation, because of his guilt, that maybe we need released from the stuff before we can be released from the visible. And that could be a part of this strange things we've seen today. We're going to add another disciple to the retinue of followers of Jesus. We'll do that with Jesus and Luke tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.